Welcome to Running Deep, a podcast that exists to encourage women to be deeply rooted in the Word of God through every season of life. Hey ladies, this is Sarah Herring and we are back with another Running Deep podcast and we have a special guest with us. Her name is Michaela Vetter and she is a graduate of SALT at Candeo and now she's on the community side and we're really excited to talk to her today just about what it looks like to transition from SALT to community. Yeah, Michaela, you were one of the first students I met when I moved here to be on staff at Candeo and had the joy and privilege of having you in my discipleship group. So um, I know you well and Sarah knows you, but for anybody who's listening here, why don't you um, tell everybody a little bit about who you are? Um, Yeah, tell us a bit about your life. Yeah, so like it's been said, I'm Michaela and I graduated a couple years ago, about two or three years ago from UNI. And my freshman year came into UNI um, as a Catholic and kind of just grew up in that, not knowing much else. And the girls on my floor um, were believers, and some of them went to SALT and were on worship teams, so I decided to check it out, kind of still testing out the waters. And um, from there on, uh, kind of just started to get an interest in who who God was more than the box I had him in. And um, as time went on, decided to get baptized and go overseas. So one summer I went to Vietnam, um, all while trying to navigate what I wanted to be um, major wise. And so I started off as marketing and then decided that elementary education was what I wanted to do. And so, yeah, I've been teaching fifth grade in the Cedar Valley in Waterloo for two years now. That's awesome, Michaela. So what happened as you were approaching graduation, thinking forward to what it would be what it would be like to be done with school? Did you know you were going to stay in the Cedar Falls area? Did you know what you wanted to do afterwards? What was that time like approaching graduation? Yeah, um, that time I would say was probably a little bit of a hot mess. Um, I think I actually remember talking to you and being like, really just want to travel and see the world. And Colorado was like a huge place I wanted to go just because it's really pretty. I like nature. Um, but it was kind of an uninformed decision, I guess. And so um, being in elementary ed, I felt like a year out, I started thinking about where I wanted to go um, just because student teaching was kind of the stepping stone to that. And so I had an urge to get out of Iowa. I love Iowa, but really wanted to go to either Minnesota or Colorado. And if you ask me why, I don't really know why. Um, But those were some places I wanted to go. And so I kind of was thinking more about the place than the purpose. You even thought overseas for a little bit, didn't you? For a little bit, Mm -hmm. yep. Because, you know, God always has other options. And then there was Missouri, too, for a little bit. And, um, yeah, and so it ended up being kind of there weren't a ton of options um, to student teach in other states. And Mm -hmm. if there were, I was kind of behind the game in that. And so I decided to stay in Waterloo just because I had community there. Um, and it was a little bit of an easier decision. Um, and then from then on was kind of where after student teaching, I realized I love this place and Mm -hmm. the Cedar Valley was going to be home for a little while. Mm -hmm. So tell us about then, when did you get a job? How did you find a place to live? Are you involved in a connection group now at Candeo? What did it look like right after graduating? Yeah, so um, like I said, 
classes for me ended the fall in the fall and then I student taught in the spring and so I felt like what I would call adulting (laughs) began that spring Mm -hmm. um and so luckily because I was staying in the area the transition was pretty smooth um and so during student teaching instead of being in a salt connection group or um kind of it was my time to kind of wean off of salt and into community. And so um, I had another friend who was beginning her first semester of teaching and she was like, hey, you want to try out some different community groups with me? And my answer was no, because I was like, I don't know if I'm staying here. Why would I do this for 16 weeks? Like, I'll just keep going to the salt connection group and call it good. She's like, well, Michaela, you never know. And why not just try it out? We do it together. And so we were going to like connection group shop and try out a couple. And we ended up going to one right away because she had babysat for their um, community group. And that was that's still the community group I'm in today. We've multiplied a little bit so it doesn't look the same. Um, But being able to do that while student teaching um, had its challenges. But it was really, really good for me to be like, okay, it's like one more step towards the real world in my mm-hmm. mind and so being able to be a part of a community group really helped me to see life past college because while in college you kind of feel like you're in a bubble um and so taking that first step was really good and just being around people who have done life for a little longer than me and seeing okay like I can do this because it just didn't seem as tangible mm-hmm. as before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to zoom out a little bit, for those of you who are listening, you probably picked up a theme here that we're we're really focusing on the transition that Michaela had from college to um, community and and kind of the rest of adulthood. And so what we're wanting to do in the next couple of minutes on this podcast is walk through. Um, First, for students that might be approaching that, what it might look like to anticipate that and do that in a healthy way. Because as we look at Michaela, she's an example of somebody we would say who's been doing that well. I mean, yeah, I'd say you're you're healthy. You're walking with Jesus, and you've you've learned things along the way. So we'd want your wisdom to share for younger women and um, be an encouragement to people that are in the midst of that transition right now. And then later, we kind of also want to unpack what does it look like for the rest of the church. Um, we don't want any of these podcast episodes to be for one specific age or audience or life stage. We want it to be something that everybody can, can learn from and utilize. And so we want to help even older women in the church know what it looks like for them to be a part of this, to be an example and things like that. Yeah, Michaela, I'm interested just to hear you said that one of your friends invited you to try out a community group and you initially said no. And that was partially because you had community at SALT. You didn't know what you were going to be doing after that. But unpack a little bit. What what does community look like in the SALT world for some of us who maybe haven't been at salt and maybe what's the difference now that you've seen now being in a community connection group kind of the differences that you've seen um going forward yeah so i actually had the privilege of kind of jumping in salt towards the beginning and so it was really small then and um i would say the salt community is you know you have about the same age range you have college kids um, and then community or connection group in that regard um, was girls my age, um, either a couple of years younger or older. Um, 
and some in different stages with their walk with Christ, but quite a few um, people who knew the Lord. And so oftentimes I found myself kind of in a Christian bubble, um, which for a couple of years, it seemed great, especially as I was coming to know the Lord. Um, but as I got older, I realized how kind of unrealistic I was being and how staying in that bubble was not doing anything good for my growth with Christ and kind of realized that when I went overseas and how being uncomfortable was actually more of a like growing agent for me than staying um, complacent and comfortable with what I had. And so um, then the transition into life after college um, community group at first, I really just didn't want to join because I didn't think I was going to stay in the area. Um, And a big... um, I guess reason too was I think I was fearful of being around people who knew more than me, were older than me, had more experience, and um, that was completely wrong, but I didn't know much else other than that. And so community group, one of my favorite things about it was you had um, people from all sorts and walks of life. Um, You had people who haven't yet believed, and then... um, people who have been divorced or have um, maybe never been married or you have some people who are older, younger, whatever it might be, have kids. You have all of the, it's multi-generational, which was something that wasn't insult for me. And I got a little bit with the community, but not necessarily with the students. And um, for me, it's just really helped me, like it's almost discipled me as a group of what it looks like to be a woman of Christ past college. Um, whether it's with parenting, um, seeing different people parent, or walking through hardships, just being really able to see um, the way that people do life mm-hmm. past college. Did you find it all that community took longer outside of college to get as deep? Like, I think one of the really unique things about college is that you hang out all the time, and so it's it's easy to go really deep really fast. And it almost might freak you out to get to a community connection group and not feel like within the first few months you're really close. But you have to train your expectations, right? To Definitely. To, to be okay with a little bit longer to get deeper. Did you find that? Yes. Yep, I did. And I think with that too, I had to kind of like seek first to understand the situation and realize, okay, some of these people have never had to go deep with people you know this is the first time that in a group setting they're being challenged or being asked to open up where as almost it was an expectation um kind of just growing up in the salt company um and for me it was really easy to and so I would draw that out from other people um but here you know you have more people in a community group potentially and for that some people had a harder time opening up and so yeah that would be one thing that I would just say if you're searching for a community group or a bible study wherever you'd be because this doesn't just mean for Candeo and Cedar Falls this is wherever you would be my experience just led me to Cedar Falls um, is that you have to give it time um, and know the foundations of what you desire and what God desires for you um, and go from there because it does take time. And I'll tell you, I didn't like it at first. I liked the people, but the group was still, I was not sure if that's what I wanted. Um, and through time I was able to see that it was something I wanted to continue with. But I think I've also seen other people church or not church shop, um, community group shop. 
And it's okay to look around and find the right fit because everyone's looking for something different. And for me, I really wanted people who are older than me. Um, and some people might want all the same people the same age. And so um, know that it's okay to go to a different, a couple different ones before deciding on which one you want to stay in for the time being. Yeah. Something that, that I really appreciated, and I remember we talked, it was about a year ago now when we were um, just talking about how life was after graduation and jumping into a community group, and something you said stuck with me, and has stuck with me this whole year, and you said, um, life outside of college takes 100% more intentionality in every area, and <clears throat> I'd like you to just unpack that a little bit what does it look like to be more intentional in every area of life and relationships and growing um, what does that look like right now for you yeah um it definitely does take a lot more effort entering into I felt like a whole new phase of your life and I was staying in the same city whereas most people um probably will leave Cedar Falls at some point and so that's a whole new layer too is navigating a whole new geographical area um, but yeah, it, I felt like everything just took more work. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, sometimes it'd be more exhausting. Um, but you're navigating a new job potentially. And so for me, it was being the youngest on the totem pole kind of thing and trying to figure out how you can make your mark, but also respect those around you and build relationships and, um, reflect the Lord in your workplace. Um, and then, you know, after that, I would be wiped from a day of that, but then realize, okay, now it's time to like build community. And so whether it was with work people or, um, connection group people, it was like, how can I take this further? So whether it was meeting up with people outside and, you know, having dinner with them, going on walks, um, whatever it might be, um, taking that time. And then also, A big thing for me was finding a schedule that worked um, because I would get through my day thinking, oh, yeah, I can get in the word and spend time with the Lord. But I'd be so drained that my energy wasn't there. And so um, building a schedule where for me it worked best to wake up earlier, not that much earlier, but get in the word, pray before school. And it just really set the tone for the day. And so I really felt like it was just kind of restructuring your whole life, which is daunting at first. But realizing, okay, it doesn't all have to come at once. Take it with a grain of salt. So for me, like finding, making sure like the church aspect, that was kind of already there. But if I would have gone somewhere else, that would have been um, my first priority is finding a good community that um, I can pour out but be poured into. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that was one thing um, in college that – Um, Sarah Hayek actually told me because she was another one who helped me process kind of the next steps and I was like yeah I really want to go to Colorado and she goes why and I was like well because it's pretty and beautiful (laughs) you know why not and she goes well have you ever looked at like what churches are there or what area and I was like no (laughs) and the purpose of her saying that was you shouldn't really be going somewhere where you know there's not a great source of community. Yeah. Um, so if I'm going to this really small town where there's not much or, and there's always ways you could get around it while driving somewhere. Um, but that there's more purpose to wherever you move than just your desires. And it was a really good check for me of like, 
okay, I am kind of just doing this out of selfish desires, not where I feel like the Lord um, could use me and kind of didn't do research. And so that was a good wake up call for me mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in a similar vein, some of the things that people get most concerned about thinking post-college is where do I live and what do I do for a job? And actually those things, when it comes to like freedom in the gospel, those things don't really matter as much compared to like, where am I going to church? Who do I marry? And what do I do with my money? I think are three things that are far greater. um, Like your heart's going to follow those areas more so than some of the things we can get caught up with. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think for you, it was, it was easy. You were in an area because you knew where there was a gospel center church, but for a lot of students moving away, finding a good church that teaches the Bible and worship, like having um, really great worship is a bonus, but isn't like the main thing when looking for a church. So finding a church that, um, that teaches the gospel and teaches out of the Bible, um, And honestly, I think, yeah, being generous with your money after college is one of the biggest ways to fight off idolatry of, um, yeah, the things of this world consuming our thoughts and our minds. But yeah, what did it look like as you were, you know, you're saying you're looking at Colorado and then you're also looking at jobs here. Um, What did it look like to just even pray for God's will in that decision. I know we talked in um, our other podcast about discerning God's will. And like Laura is saying, it's important that we know what is God's will for our life. Um, Romans 12, too, we talked about it this morning about like transforming our minds so that we can discern the will of God. So how did you pray through that and think through that? And um, how did you finally come to the decision to stay here? Yeah, so it took some loving, uh, God-centered women to kind of speak into me a little bit more of asking me, why do you want Colorado? And the only reason I could really say was because I wanted like new opportunities in a really pretty place. And once I said that out loud, I was like, well, that's kind of lofty. Um, and I think, Laura, we had a conversation or someone um, kind of reminded me that you don't need to have all of these new things at once, these new experiences. Because I thought, you know, okay, I'm leaving the comfort of college. Here I am. I'm going in to the great unknown. You know, might as well do all the changes at once. Um, and that's not necessary. And part of me was like, well, what if I never move? And that was like another like kind of speed bump I had to get through. Um, but yeah, I think navigating, okay, what are my intentions? What are my reasons for wanting to go? Because I knew I had learned enough through college that wherever I would go, I could be used for the Lord. Um, But it was, I guess, discerning my intentions of going. And I hadn't thought about church communities or just what community would look like in general, but instead was kind of just kind of had this wanderlust um, desire to just go. Um, and feeling the need to go when, um, in reality, the time for me currently, and it might only be a short time, it might be a long time, was to stay. Um, And so prayed a lot about location at first, but then just started praying that, God, wherever you would have me, would you use me for your glory? And I knew I wanted to teach, because at that point, um, leading up to it, I had 
an opportunity to do something with ministry and then had an opportunity to go overseas and then there was teaching and so the I don't know the layers kind of had to be peeled to okay which one are you feeling more led to and at that time I really wanted to teach um and so kind of narrowing that down and then just praying God wherever you would have me use me and really kind of weeding out the idea of Colorado just because it was more of a lofty like me desire than it was Mm. really thought I hadn't really thought through anything when it came to that so so more so where can I be used the most Mm -hmm. okay yeah Yeah. another area of your life Michaela I've seen you be way more intentional after college is just the area of like friendships and Mm -hmm. there's the community of your connection group but also community when it comes to friends other women you're meeting up with so what has that looked like for you to be intentional in those areas yeah um I'd say two years out it's really fun but if you would have asked me right away it was really really daunting um because I was used to having you know this Christian community that had you know, built relationships with, shared my whole life, you know, they walked through with me as I was becoming a believer. And then they scattered throughout. I had some go overseas, Indiana, you know, different states. And so it was kind of a new unknown. And for me, it was like, exciting, but also it took a lot of intentionality. Um, And so I would say just through church and the different people that I knew that had stayed um, and then a little bit through community group and different places, even school. um, I met people that had stayed, were in similar walks of life and then figured out kind of what we could do together. So one of my favorite things to do is do things outside. So whether it's walk, rollerblade, bike, um, and then to kind of post-college realizing, okay, it doesn't really matter your age. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hang out with all sorts of people and it not matter. But in my head, I had put like a limit of like, okay, these people are in like similar walks of life. And so really, even if they're married or, you know, years older than you, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and that kind of opened up even more opportunities. So actually my roommate um, was in my connection group and knew she lived alone. And I was like, well you know, do you want a roommate? You have a second room. And that was a cool new friendship too that I never expected having. And had I not been in that community group, who knows if I would have met her. And so, yeah, it's been fun to meet different people. And I would say um, just even, so I feel like there's different layers of involvement in church. You can go to church on Sunday and leave, um, but you're not really going to get much from it. You Mm -hmm. might have a a great Sunday, but that's where it's going to Um, be left off of and then you can join a community group and that can trickle through your whole week Um, but then also having opportunities to serve has just really given me um, opportunities to get to know more people Mm -hmm. and that's been a fun way for me to get to know some families whether it was through Candeo Kids or um, I babysat a little bit in college for some connection groups but then those families inviting me in and um, I just feel like there's a lot of people in our church that I could go to now just because I've opened up my horizons, tried to get a little bit more involved um, step by step. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something I've really appreciated about just watching from the outside is you haven't waited for people to come yeah. to you. Yeah. You've gone to people and you've asked to, um, how can I help? How can I serve? Or do you want to hang out? I mean, I'm hearing you say, I just 
wanted to hang out with some friends and we like doing things outside. So you're not waiting for people to invite you, even though you're technically the new person or the, you know, new connection group member or whatever that might look like. Um, you were intentional right from the get go and you asked people to hang out. You asked how you could serve. I loved seeing how you just jumped right into Candeo kids and even being willing to babysit for families, even our family. Um, at different times that's it's just so encouraging and it that's not the sole reason why this transition has gone well for you but it is part of it because that can be the ditch a lot of people a lot of all all of us fall into is feeling like other people are hanging out other people have friends and i'm not invited and it's like Mm -hmm. nah i think everybody is kind of sitting wishing they were being invited into things and so Mm -hmm if we recognized that and actually invited people into our lives and inserted ourselves, I think actually, yeah, we'd all probably do more and be more connected if if we didn't think we were the victim, but actually Mm -hmm. could do something about it. Yeah. And with that, it is awkward and it does take time Mm because I think it looked like it was like, oh yeah, Michaela just transitioned. But there was a time where I thought, I just wish like someone in the community would like disciple me and I was waiting and I remember like the timing of it just praying through it asking God would you put a woman in my life just to disciple me and like the time I was going to approach Angela Schwartz she approached me too and so it was an answered prayer in his faithfulness but at the same time like knowing it is okay to initiate and it's awkward Mm -hmm. and it is going to be uncomfortable um but after some time, it'll wear off, and it's worth it in the end because I know that sometimes the more I'm not around community, it's easier to just, like, keep shrinking into yep. that deep hole. Totally. Like you are saying, and that's why I think wherever you are to get involved just a little bit, you don't have to go all in right away. Just to get a little foot in right away will help you to want to take the next steps because not everyone is going to be pulling you in and even I look out you know that was two years ago that I graduated there's people in my life that I should be pulling in more and I'm not um but that's where we as individuals kind of have to take some initiative Mm -hmm. ourselves um as well and so it's kind of a two-sided thing have there been any passages of scripture that you would say have been helpful in the past couple years um any verses that you've kind of clung to yeah, there's been several. Um, kind of one of the biggest things that happened as I transitioned from college to community was um, just seeing my sin a lot more clearly. Um, and it kind of just slaps you in the face at times. Um, and so I'd say th- like two of the bigger sins that were revealed to me and just walking through daily was pride and people pleasing. Um, being in a new environment, trying to like make my mark as a new teacher, um, but also not losing who I was. Um, a big one for me um, in that time, because I was experiencing so many different things at once, was James 1, 19 through 20. Um, and it had some layers to it. One was with the kids, um, but also two, um, I kept, I don't know, with students I caught myself just being really stressed out and trying to take control into my own hands and um, with it it says be quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry Um, and that was the sin that was kind of coming out as I was stressed and wanting the control and so that was a big one 
And then 1 Corinthians 13, 14 through 17, I believe, talking about what love is and just kind of reshaping how to love people in my new stage of life um, and what that looks like and kind of having to walk alongside some people that I hadn't had to um, walk with before, Um, just some deeper depths that um, were tricky and catching myself being like, well, they don't fill me up or... um, you know, this doesn't seem beneficial to me and then realizing my selfishness in it and what love truly is and it's not always what you want it to be and it's not always easy. Um, So those were two, um, I would say, pretty big passages or uh, pieces of scripture that helped me um, in those times. Mm -hmm. What would you say to a community member who might have, you know, a SALT student come in this fall to join their connection group what would you say to them something that you'd like them to know or ways that they can help the salt student come in and easily transition Mm -hmm. yeah um i think it even happens before connection group um on sunday you know if you're seeing people sit by themselves and this is something i want to do better Mm -hmm. at too but if you're seeing people maybe kind of isolated or sitting by themselves, you know, go talk to them. And they could be a college student and great. You could still see how you could get involved, um, but they could just be um, moving to the area and not Mm -hmm. having been to salt or not even know what it is and wanting to get involved, just don't know how. And so Mm -hmm. once they come through your doors, I'd say, you know, you don't have to meet with them every week, um, but just inviting them in for dinner with your family, Mm -hmm. getting to know them. Um, some of the best times I've had are when moms are holding their baby and the baby's crying and they use it as a like a learning experience for me who might not have seen that growing up or if I did kind of wondering what it looks like now as an adult and Mm so um, the biggest thing I would say is invite them in and if you know they're struggling with community maybe say hey I know these other girls or these other people your age maybe you know try reaching out to them or talk to them. So some of the things you're talking about, Michaela, remind me of um, what we like to walk all of our SALT students through in the spring. So not just graduating seniors, but seniors, juniors, and sophomore leaders. We walk them through thinking ahead to graduation because in SALT company, we don't want to just have them be on fire for four years and then kind of fizzle out. We want them to be thinking Um, towards lifelong pursuit of Jesus and so every spring we think ahead to post-college even though in college you feel like you're in a bubble it's good to get out of that and think ahead Um, and the three things we really try to lean into and encourage students to think proactively about our Bible community and mission so what does it look like to get in healthy lifelong routines of being in the word intake of God's word um, to be around community which is a huge part of what you've just talked about Um, And then also to be on mission. So to always see wherever we are, whether it's um, in a college dorm or in um, the classroom or in the teacher's lounge, we are always on mission. And so it's cool to see how you've kind of grasped onto those things and really decided proactively, not like I'm going to fall into doing these things, but I'm going to pursue these things with my life um, in college and then outside of college. So it's fun to hear that two years out um, be true of you, and I know will continue to be true of you in upcoming years. So do you have any other um, final thoughts for our listeners? 
Yeah, I would just say um, whatever stage of life you're in, um, in this new season that you're going to embark on, um, be intentional, be ready to jump in and give yourself grace. Um, It's not all going to fall in place like you had hoped or that you had wanted, um, but give yourself grace and know that with time and being patient, um, things will work out for the good. So yeah, I would just say that. Yeah, thanks so much, Michaela, for joining us, and we will see you all next time.